Bronan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the Zamundo podcast. In the golden age of podcasts, there was but one undreamed of. And unto this <coughs> Zumundo, destined to wear the crown of pop culture upon a troubled brow. You are now listening to Doolin and Keep on the Zumundo Podcast. And welcome to Zumundo Podcast, episode 20. I'm Doolin. I'm Keith. And we're about to go ahead and get in. We got a lot of stuff to get into tonight, man. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good episode. We got uh, Comic Man coming back tonight. Yeah. We haven't had him here in a while, so I'm uh, I'm excited to get Comic Man coming back in here. Pretty so about it'll that. be it'll be great. How's your week been, sir, since we last met? It's uh it's it's well, I mean, we we see each other plenty of times yeah, throughout the week. Yeah, no, it's been good, man. I uh, can't really complain. I've done some things and some stuff. I've watched some shows. I haven't watched a lot of shows recently. I watched uh all of One Piece. I watched some Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Um I even saw part of the the thing with Mac and uh, I know that's not his real name and uh, Ryan Reynolds buying the soccer team. Oh, uh, welcome to uh, Wrexham, I think. Yeah, yeah Wrexham. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, saw some cool stuff online from. I I feel like they're friends, but we don't know them. But you know, some some good videos and stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's been all right. Yeah, we did some uh, Dungeons and Dragons on Monday night. We did. Our we D&D did. Night. Yeah, played a little D&D. good time. And then uh, while we were killing time, waiting to start the show tonight, we played uh, a way out. That was kind of fun. Well, That's for a, a little neat bit, game. Yeah. yeah, little little couch co op game. But it feels like it's very Shawshank. Like if Shawshank Redemption had a video game, this There's would be a it. lot of plot points yeah, from Shawshank in that. Yeah, absolutely for sure. But yeah, but uh, you want to go ahead and uh, jump into some brews, news, and reviews? Yeah, sure. All right, here we go. Thanks. Brews, news, and reviews, where first we talk about the brews, then we talk about the news, and then we break down the reviews. Absolutely. What are you, what are you drinking over All right, there? So, so we went to the liquor store earlier, specifically for brews, news, and reviews tonight, and uh, I was looking at the margarita mix, and I've never really been a big fan of margarita, or not, I'm sorry, not margaritas, Bloody Marys. It's a totally different thing. Bloody Marys, and uh, so, and usually I'm sipping on Tito's, but I wanted to try to switch it up tonight, so I picked up... It's handmade. It's... Tito's is handmade. That's true. Uh, this is see. not Tito's. So I picked up. This is uh, Prairie Organic Vodka. So that ocean here. one was organic that we had. Oh, there's there's a thing on the back here. Oh, I feel like I should read this like Morgan Send Freeman. It. Our story begins with organic family farmers who worked hard to keep their fields free from harmful pesticides. Our single vintage organic corn is distilled to taste. Never a set number of times. The result is an award-winning organic vodka that's soft on the palate and smooth to and with a smooth and bright finish. Titty sprinkles. There you go. So uh, that's interesting uh, description of vodka. <laughs> and then, uh, so I picked up this uh, this mix. This is a Charleston Bloody Mary mix. All natural, bold and spicy, and uh, it's very savory, man. It's like Good. it's got a lot of spice to it. I'm not like I said. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm enjoying it enough. I'm not really a big uh, I'm a huge Bloody, Bloody Mary. Mary. Fan. Are you really? Yeah, I love Bloody Mary. And then I got, I, and then I got this. Uh, all I remember bacon 
bacon rim shot salt, kind of like on the outside there. Yeah, yeah. Give topper, a little, yeah, give a little, just give a little extra flavor. Put a little, sprinkle a little bit inside of there, and um, it's not bad. I think I'll probably only have the one, and then switch to like a vodka tonic. But I wanted to drink something a little bit different tonight. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So, so that's I've got my Bloody Mary for Bruce tonight. What What do you have? So, what do you there? think of that actual vodka and Bloody Mary? Mix? Um, it's not bad. It's okay. not bad. I mean, like as far as Bloody Mary goes, I I, I thought maybe. There's been a, a few Bloody Marys I've had that have like absolutely changed my mind on Bloody Marys. Like this is really good. This this is okay. It's, okay, it's all right. Yeah. It's not fantastic. It's a house one. It's not. Yeah. I feel like they're made with love when you get them at a restaurant. Yeah, or something, you know? yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I've tr- I tried that vodka. I think it's pretty cool. It is smooth. Um, we tried another one too that that wasn't as good. So we'll save that for another time. But I did a review on uh, Goose Island IPA this week. Uh, I'm not currently drinking it, but I actually. Uh, I wrote some stuff down about it. Yeah, go um, ahead. So the Goose Island IPA has actually won, I think, six awards. Okay. Um, it is a uh, it's a IPA that comes from um, Illinois, actually, from okay. Chicago area. And I had it at a local Chicago-style restaurant thing. And I was like, I need a beer to like review. And they're like, okay. hey, drink the Goose Island. I was like, I've had it a bunch of times. So, um, so this is described as a traditional English style that's been brought to a fuller flavored IPA with some citrus aromas. Oh wait, I did Morgan Freeman. Can you give us finish? I no, I can cannot. you give it just no? Well, not have to be Morgan Freeman, but do like give me give me some some sort of celebrity impression. I don't know if I can do a bunch can of I, celebrities. Can uh, I can I try it? Or? Sure. Um, I don't want. I don't want. I'm this, this is becoming a thing. I I have to agree that <laughs> this is quite smooth. And uh, after reading the uh, English thing, that it's like an English traditional IPA that's been brought forward. To to a more bold U.S. palate type mm-hmm. thing, uh, I can taste that. And I've had a lot of those the whoosh, whoosh beers overseas where they're kind of room temp and stuff. And I actually enjoy those IPAs because it's really where they came from. And uh, it's cool. Um, it's got some OG flavors, you know. It's got some old English flavors with some regular American IPA styles. It's got four different hops, Pilgrim, uh, is it Kelia, Celia, Cascade, and Centennial. It's uh, 5.9% ABV, mm-hmm. so it's not super aggressive. won't get you too drunk. Uh, unless you drink a bunch of them, I guess. And it's uh, it's golden or marigold in color. Anything will get um, you drunk if you drink enough of them. It's and true, believe true. in yeah. yourself. Uh, overall, it's a fun beer. Uh, and, you know, it, like I said, it's from Chicago, so it's something, something different. Chicago. Pretty cool. Cool, man. Yeah. All right. Let's get into some news. Hmm. I have some funny news to start. I don't right. know how funny this was for the people involved. So, Oh, my it, gosh. If, I can see your notes. If the, it wasn't funny, the Disney, I'm sorry. The, 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 I've seen, I saw yeah. the memes. Uh, I saw the memes. So <laughs> apparently a black bear got into Disney World this week. We're starting with, uh, I guess, what do you call that? Um, uh, amusement park news, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was in a it was in a tree a tree near the Big Thunder Mountain. Which Railroad. if a if a bear's gonna get in anywhere at Disney World, it needs to be in Frontierland. It, it, yeah. it makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah. So this was Monday morning, so mm-hmm. it was like the weekend's over. There's a giant bear here. Uh, it did cause some rides to shut down. There is a list online. You can see what it shut down and how long for. It wasn't it wasn't super long, but I guess they captured it um, and they moved it somewhere safe. So nobody got hurt. The mm-hmm. bear didn't get hurt or anything. And. Uh, yeah, we're safe. But that's quite the disturbance when you're, you know, you're just trying to ride a ride with your kid, and then there's a, you know, bear disturbing that. But somebody's like, "Oh, it's, it's an animatronic bear, honey. Go take a picture with it's it." Like, yeah, no, it is not. That's really funny. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Um, okay, another couple of cool things. Mm-hmm. Loki season two got moved up a day. Okay, is that due to the writer strike or? Uh, I don't know. I think they're releasing on Thursday because traditionally they release. Oh no, October fifth. So that's yeah. like next week. Yeah, it's, it's coming. coming. It's coming. It was going to be on the sixth. But they come out midnight Pacific time a lot of times. So some other show just did this, so they're doing it. They moved it up a day mm-hmm. for everybody that's into that. I'm kind of excited for it, so that'll be cool. Um, other, 
I feel like these are really, I guess they're both Disney owned right now. Mm -hmm. Star Wars Lando, they're going to make a movie out of it instead of a show. I guess it was slated With to like be a Donald show. Donald Glover, I guess. I, I from like the Han from the a spinoff of the solo I, movie. I guess I don't know. I don't know who's casting it. I just know that they're going to make a movie instead of a a spinoff film. I feel instead like of a Disney show. Star Wars is just like throw anything at the wall and see what sticks at this um, point. Uh, I mean, well, I know Ahsoka is getting some good you reviews. Talk and about cool. the Han Solo movie. I, I think that movie could have been done with. It, it could have been done better. No, it could have been done exactly the same. All those same casting people. It could have been cast the same. The script could have been almost identical if you just took out Lando Han. The Kessel Run, Parsecs, and a couple things. It could have been just a Star Wars caper movie. You know? Yeah, uh, it was. It was kind of entertaining the first time. I don't know. Yeah, it was all right. Watch one kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It's it's. You don't want to see those origin stories. Part of Han Solo's awesomeness is the mystery of where yeah, he the came mystery from, of yeah. where he comes yeah. from. You know, yeah, I, and I that. and I maintain that. Like, um, I remember when um, Origin first came out in Marvel Comics, and that was like the big thing where like. We're gonna reveal Wolverine's origin, and they like they finally but did. Where do I come yeah. from? <laughs> but I like I remember reading it, going like, yeah, like it was it was it was cooler when you didn't know where he came from. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it leaves a lot to your imagination. So you want to know, but do you really want to know? Yeah, it's like whatever you. It's like one of those things. Like whatever you come up with in your head is way cooler than anything they'll put down on paper or on no. the screen. You know. But uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Lando's gonna be a movie. Okay, whatever. Well, they said, well, you know what? Here's you know, you know <laughs> a lot of things like people said the Immortals movie was supposed to be should have been better as a series, and then they said Secret Wars would have been better as a movie. Well, I mean, and I maintain that like uh, Secret Invasion, sorry, Secret Invasion projects like Obi Wan, Secret Invasion, like it's a lot of filler, and those would be better suited as movies, like because you watch it and you're like waiting that. for something to happen waiting for something to happen and it's like something finally happens and you get like three more episodes or something to happen i'm like and you're just like like this really could have just been a two-hour film yeah. you know what i mean yeah so it, maybe it maybe sense, it's yeah. better that it's going to be a movie as opposed to like a disney plus series okay uh well let's shift over to video game okay stuff, video game news so, man you know bluey the show with the dog? I don't because I am not a toddler. Okay. Well, <laughs> if you are, um, Bluey's getting a video game. Okay. I, I saw will that call up my friends that have toddlers. IGN or something. F-Zero got a new game. I think it's out. It's a Battle Royale racing game. F-Zero. That's it's from a, Super Nintendo Days, isn't it? F-Zero 99. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, so they're, a, so they're it bringing it back. Mode 7. Yeah, and it looks like kind of that 90s throwback thing. But there's like tons of car, well, cars, spaceships, whatever they are. Hovercraft yeah. type things. Pretty cool. It was always fast, so people liked it. I played through it, and I beat it. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember. Um, something's ticking. Um, That's weird. Yeah. Oh, hmm. the, turn the Bluetooth thing down. It's, 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 That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... Uh, uh, That's it's, weird. It's, okay. it's calculating stuff. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, and what else we got here? Marvel Avengers. This is, oh, this is my gee. big... I get, that game man <laughs> like wow. i hate Strong that. Opinion, yeah. i really don't like that game so it was so bad i bought it on sale for 30 dollars not expecting and i reaction. want no i want my 30 bucks back it was a terrible terrible game man. i love the avengers man i I, anyway. I do love the avengers too but that's why i don't like the game so this game is losing support on september 30th oh no um, anyway so, hey you know there's people who are into this game i gotta give a shout out to my buddy craig who got me into this game at, at one point it's cool you start as um miss marvel at a at a what'd you call it um at a superhero um fan um 
convention convention type thing, yeah. right? Where she got to meet some real superheroes because she's a big superhero fan and stuff like that. And then I got to the I got pretty early into the game, and uh, okay, so, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm uh, being a dick. I'm sorry. And, and it was it was a. Uh, it was fun, you know, like you get to be Hulk and smash stuff and get to be mm-hmm. Captain America and stuff. It was, it was pretty cool. Anyway, so it's losing support, which means the the last update just came out. And um, because they're going to pull it from the store as well, it's on super sale. So the definitive edition, whatever of the it game is you pay, it's too much is 90 percent off. Right. So, so it's like so it's like seven, eight bucks. I think it was like 60, 70 dollars when it debuted. Yeah, they're all like 60, 70 dollars when they debut. Yeah. But anyway, that's cool. And uh, I just had to. I thought of a friend when when I I saw that Craig was really in that game and it was really cool. So, yeah, right shout, shout out to Craig. Um, I got I've got a little bit of video game news. Um, you you, you touched on um, Mortal Kombat last week. We talked yeah, about yeah. that. Um, There's been a lot Johnny of, Cage uh, is getting a John Claude Van Damme skin. Yes, skin yeah, yeah. that you could play. Um, so uh, this just launched a couple of days ago. Mortal Kombat One. Um, and apparently, uh, so they've gone from the previous installments of Mortal Kombat, they went all the way to Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah. And then at that point, they're like, geez, what are we going to do with Mortal Kombat now? And so what they did at the Mid-12. end of Mortal Kombat 11, they, they literally just flashpoint paradoxed everything. So Raiden had to time travel at the end of like Mortal Kombat 11 to fix like this major cataclysmic event. So in order to like save the world, he goes back in time and fixes it, but... Now they're just rebooting everything and like kind of starting over again. So I guess that's like one way to keep it going. So um, so when you like go through and play Mortal Kombat 1, you're going to see some major changes as they reboot the franchise and okay. reboot these characters. Um, and I just took some some notes like, you know, we, you and I, like we grew up with Mortal Kombat. Obviously, you know, we knew like, you know, yeah, Ra- Raiden, the God of Lightning Kombat. and was like yeah, the protector of the Earth realm and everything. But as Scorpion. Yeah. So we're, we're going to get into that a little bit. Um, so um, so we change it. Liu Kang is now the God of Fire and the protector of the Earth realm. He so he's no longer a Shaolin. Yeah. He's no yeah. longer a Shaolin monk. OK. He is now the God of Fire, protector of the Earth realm. OK. Raiden is like a lowly farmer. But okay. he's like skilled. Can he still do lightning? He can still do lightning, but he's like a farmer and like skilled them, and he's like channeled lightning energy and stuff like that. Um, so Scorp- he's, he's no longer no longer worthy to be played by Christopher. He Lambert. is no longer worthy to be played by the Highlander. That's correct. Um, uh, Scorpion and Sub Zero in the story are now biological brothers. They, and, they were brothers, though, were they? Uh, no, and I think... Re- Reptile no, was in there, too? Right? No, no. I mean, there's there's a whole bunch. I only kind of took the key points. Okay, like, there's okay. A, there's yeah, a sh- sorry. I don't the, no, that. no, that's okay. There was a whole bunch of them, and I only kind of took, like, the key points of it. Um, the game introduces uh, another 3D-era character, so this is a little bit later um, in the series, Reiko, who will now Reiko. be joining the roster and appears to be a member of the Outward Outworld military. Um, several characters from the 3D era have been brought back, including Lee May... Tanya, Havoc, and Natara with some uh, experience, significant narrative changes. And there's going to be 23, or there is rather, because it was released already. There are 23 playable characters. Oh, that's cool. That's a big available. roster. Yeah. So it's going to be uh, a lot different yeah. from like the 12 or. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah, it was 15. only like, I think it was like eight in the original Mortal Kombat game. Yeah. All the games so had a few to begin with. And then yeah. like, you, you know. Well, it's kind of funny. Like, if you go back and play like some two, of the two later. had a lot more people. Some of the later like Mortal Kombat games where they've, they've brought in everybody from like Spawn was a player. Like, Freddy Krueger has oh, been okay. a playable character. Rambo has been a playable. Like, Robocop is a playable character. Like, they they went wild with it's it. It's the man. same thing. Call of Duty did that too. You could actually be the Terminator. Yeah. In, in like one of the throwback ones. It's for multiplayer, but it's still. That's too crazy. funny. Yeah. 
all right. awesome. But that's all. I, that's all I got for news because I knew you had some other stuff. You got you got you got some other stuff, yeah? Really? No, no. For news, that's kind of it. There's a lot of. Um, I mean, outside of me watching One Piece, uh, which I really liked. Uh, I suggest it. It's cool. I, I knew about One Piece because of the video games and stuff. And actually, he reminded me a lot of Miss Marvel because he's kind of got like a gummy like arms and stuff that he can mm -hmm. like beat people up with. And they're kind of cool. But to see the show come to life, um, it's it's pretty entertaining. It's definitely sticks to the character tropes and stuff. And it's kind of silly. It's kind of optimistic. You know, I think that's that's part of the charm of it. Right. Um, it's interesting. I love stuff on the water, just being around the water, the bright colors. The characters are all very... Uh, very different. Like they all have their thing, their stick, you know, and they stick to it and it's cool. And, um, you know, they're just about, they're like the good guy pirates, you know, it's kind of okay. cool. Yeah. I, so I it's pretty, that. pretty exciting. Uh, Tale and I'll have to. Well, I it's keep only, on, I it's keep only on, like six or eight you know, episodes too. I, I keep on hearing about it. I'm gonna have to check it out just because of all the buzz that's around it, it right it, now. Yeah, it got renewed for a second season, so I'm pretty excited about that. Cool. Um, yeah, and it, it's it's cool. Uh, other well, than that, I, I watched some Ahsoka. I'm not at the points that we were talking about. In the last week or so, like people are reviewing these literally the second they come out. Even today, there's new reviews mm -hmm. online about the last episode, but I'll finish that up and uh, then I can actually talk about it. That's going to keep happening just because of the digital. It's on the okay. Wi-Fi. Yeah, got it. Yeah. All right. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what I did this week. Okay. I watched something else. Oh, I read more of the Infinity Gauntlet, which was oh yeah, we're gonna amazing. we're gonna we're gonna get yeah. into that here in a little bit. Um, which is cool. We're gonna we're gonna hold off on yeah, Infinity yeah, Gauntlet. Talk we talked about, about it a little Charles. bit last month, but we're gonna hold off on it for this month. Um, but uh, that's the news. Let's yeah. hit him up. Let's hit him up with the reviews, man. Yeah. Uh, and I'm excited about this one because I actually I I had. Listen, I, this isn't one of the greatest movies of all time, but I definitely had fun watching it. Oh, good. Um, we both, uh, we haven't reviewed a movie in a while, actually. Like, we've talked about video games. You talked about uh, comic books and stuff like that. Um, but uh, this month, we both sat down and watched uh, The Last Voyage of the Demeter. I actually saw it in the theater. Oh, did you really? I did. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah I, it just came available for rent on Amazon, so I rented it for like 20 bucks just, to, like, just oh, to wow. watch it because I wanted to see it. I wanted to talk about it because I thought like this was a really kind of cool setup for a horror movie. It's like something that's a little bit familiar, it but is. also something that's kind of its own thing at the same time. It's definitely its own thing. So it's thing. like, let's make, let's make a Dracula movie in a way that a Dracula movie hasn't been done yet. Um, so a little bit of background. Yeah, a little bit, a little back, a little bit of backstory. If you're not familiar with, uh, the last voyage of the Demeter, it's a chapter. It's, out it of is, the it is book, a single right? chapter of Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's from chapter seven of Bram Stoker's Dracula that is titled, the Last Voyage of the Demeter. Now it takes its story directly it Demeter from or Demeter. I think. Oh, I think it's Demeter. But okay. I mean, pronounce it tomatoes, tomatoes, however you want. Um, but uh, when you read Chapter Seven of Bram Stoker's Dracula, um, it's basically it, it's it, it's kind of like a chapter that everybody glosses over. It's just about like how Dracula got from Transylvania right to England right. Um, and it's all told from the point of view of the captain's ship logs, and essentially like. They have Dracula's body on the ship. They don't know that, though. They, well, of course, yeah. yeah, they don't know that. But, um, you know, one by one, like, uh, ship deckhands and ship people are, like, mm -hmm. are disappearing, like, one by one with each night until, like, it's basically, like, the captain writing in his journal, like, you know, what are, there's something on the ship that's stalking us, and I'm next, and I'm going to die. That They took that and made it into a film. And I thought that was kind of cool because... 
It plays on the old horror movie trope of being stuck or trapped in a confined space yeah. with a predator or something. You know, there's an external threat of some sort. So, well, like, all, all I mean, Alien, great, Alien, Aliens, like, and it reminded me a lot of Alien. That you know is, what I mean? That is a, an amazing um, movie. Which the we Thing. Have to the thing, uh, they're stuck in Antarctica. Yeah, yeah. with with, with a but, killer. I mean, Night of the Living Dead. Is they're stuck one. in the house in the yeah. original. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, even even things like uh, Friday Thirteenth, they're kind of stuck at the camp out there, right? You know. At, yeah, at Crystal I mean, Lake, you're out there right? in the woods. Yeah, I mean, you're like not trapped, but you know, like you've yeah, got nothing but well wilderness be, out right? there. You know. Yeah, so it's a uh, it's a really neat. It confines the characters to a space, and they have to deal with the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but um, this is you know what I like to um. Referred to as a cheeseburger movie. Um, or a popcorn film. Oh, yeah, or said. a popcorn film. Like, you know, you go to the store, or you go to the restaurant, rather, and you order a cheeseburger. I like cheeseburgers. I mean, that's fine. We all like cheeseburgers, right? Like, you have the cheeseburger. It's a good cheeseburger. It didn't. You didn't try something new on the menu that you haven't tried yet, but that's okay, because you just wanted a cheeseburger. You know what I mean? Um, you had a good cheeseburger, and that's what this movie was. Like, it was just, it was just a decent horror movie yeah that didn't really do anything new or exciting but it was it had a little something familiar had dracula the characters were kind of um, the characters were kind of like one-dimensional maybe two-dimensional uh okay i i if you want to talk about that look i I thought it was cool to see sir davos basically playing the onion knight again right like to see him playing the captain right yeah yeah i mean he played a sailor in game of thrones he was a sailor a a pirate a smuggler in in game of thrones Mm -hmm. and and it's it's it's, uh what's his name oh my gosh i I liked him uh leon cunningham yeah i played the captain of the doom ship yeah i liked his performance i also liked um the doctor who played it. Well, I had more notes. I must have deleted them on accident. Uh, the doctor, yeah, he was. Uh, he was. He was basically the main character, right? Um, it, yeah. They, well, the two of them were were, were the kind of the main character in the, in the yeah. movie. And then there was a girl that was um, one of Dracula's minions, right? That he was going to feed. Well, it wasn't on. a minion. She was like uh, she was trapped. She, there, yeah, she was. Yeah. Uh, she was prey. She was basically. in a box of dirt, just like the rest of them. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and so in, if you if you haven't seen Bram Stoker's Dracula or read the book, and I, I, I this was cool because a buddy of mine that I went and saw it with had read the book, and he's like, "Ooh, this is gonna be great." We were probably more excited for this movie than the movie like fulfilled our excitement. Um, not to say it was a letdown, but it's you know you're like, "Oh, that's cool." There was a couple moments that it was really slow, um, but it, but that part was very very quick, and um, and it sped back up, and you know, kind of kind of did its thing. Yeah, but Dracula to get transported obviously because he can't go out in the sun and all right. that stuff. They buried him in dirt and stuck him in these crates. And then he, um, transported on the ship to get to England to right. carry on the rest mm-hmm. of the story. Right. Um, there's, yeah, there's, and, and that's, that's an, I'll, I'll wait till you're done. Cause oh, okay. I, I have some, I have yeah. some more cliff notes for that. So yeah, there's a dog on the ship that starts. Oh, that's what. The, sorry, yeah, pisses me off. Starts seeing, you know, dog, the, the the whole animals can sense weird stuff going on. That's yeah. that's kind of a, a movie trip that's in there. And that's I'm gonna cool. I mean, I'm gonna throw that in because it's something I don't I didn't like was like all right, you have a horror movie like Jason Friday mm-hmm. the Thirteenth yeah. or you know, like or you know Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, listen, man, you go unalive. That's where the trip the trip happened in Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre. Unalive as many people in the movie as you want. That's fine. It's a horror movie. I'm expecting that. Characters but, are disappearing, yes. But you don't kill the dog. Um, that's I mean, yeah. that's my thing. It's and as soon as I saw a dog on the ship, I was like, Well, Alien uh, Three, man. The no, alien sorry, spoilers. Came out of a dog. Spoilers. Spoilers. I should probably throw that out the there. The book's like a hundred years old. Well, 
Yeah, that's true. And I think the dog was in the book too. Now that I think yeah. of it, but but you know what? If we're always updating things for modern yeah, audiences, okay, yeah. take the dog out of it, man. They could have spare the don't just spare the dog, man. And spare my feelings. <laughs> it's like there, there's a there they, was a, it was thought, it was a lab, and you know I had a lab. Like and I'm like I don't want to I don't want to see the lab get hurt, man. No, I I understand. Sorry, sorry. I got I got some strong the movie. I got some strong feelings about hurting animals in in the movies. I mean, like, and I'm not like some sort of like Peter. It's not, a, it's, like not that, a, it's not a real dog. I know it's, like, it's not a, a real story. dog, man, but it's... Yeah. All right, you know what? Shut up. I don't know what vampires like to eat. They prefer you dogs, maybe? Yeah. you. <laughs> Sorry, it's just part of the story. That's not what I... That wasn't my big hang-up. Yeah. I didn't really have any big hang-ups with the movie, except that I was more excited for it than I probably should have been. Just Because you know. Dracula was cool, man. Yeah. No, no. I mean, well, they, they they portrayed him as more of like an animal. Like, you didn't see him in like his whole like suit get up with the cape. Like, no, yeah. I am no, he's Dracula. not smooth. He, he looks more no, like he's, Nosferatu. He's an, and he's an, yeah, he's very much a Nosferatu yeah. type character. Yeah, like animalistic. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Like, um, he doesn't have all of his power because yeah. he's, like, he's like the guy in... Uh, what we do in the shadows, right? He wakes up and he's all gross and old. And- oh, uh, Baron Afrinus. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and then here's and here's a uh, now now the drawback from doing this as like a, a pre written story was like this is you know much like going back and watching like Star Wars Episode One. Um, you know, you you're watching like you know Obi Wan and Anakin, and you know those characters are not going to die because you have to see them later. Well, like much like this, you know that Dracula is not going to be killed. He's going to make his way to London. And you know that like, and you know that like everybody on the ship is doomed. Like that's something, you know, going in just because you know the story. Right. Um, so that was kind of a thing where I was like, mm, like kind of because it takes, it takes the question, it takes the mystery away a little bit of that. Um, but, the one thing that I, I I really I didn't like so much is they they did this kind of like indulging thing that um, I don't really dig, and that's they had to set up a sequel for the movie with um, spoiler alert if really? you haven't seen the movie. I don't. The like doctor the doctor survives. He's like the only he's the sole survivor on the ship. Yeah, he's cool, and he makes it to London, and then he decides he's gonna go hunt dracula and that's like and they they set it up for like a sequel for him like hunting dracula but i'm like the sequel exists it's the rest of dracula yeah but but you you know dracula is one of those things that you can make a spinoff movie like and make its own universe you know maybe it kills him yes i mean there's there's abraham lincoln vampire hunter you know what i mean like there's all kinds of silly stuff you can do with with especially with vampires and stuff right um Oh yeah, 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 check. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like, like oh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter is like another story. No, but I mean, for it's, another it's, day, it's a adjacent, right? Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, but yeah, I mean, so like all in all, uh, Last Voyage of the Demeter. If you got some time to kill on like a rainy Sunday night or like you know stormy night, you need like some sort of. Uh, you need some like sort of date night with your lady, like curl up next to her, that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, definitely, definitely give it a watch. It's not I gonna, like I like sailing films too. Yeah, it's not going to give you. Hence, it's not going to give you. Hence, anything I was new. the only person to get the master and commander. I'm sure other people got that costume that girl was wearing, but yeah, I was like, oh, master and commander, heck yeah. Yeah, it's not going to give you anything new, but it was fun. And that's and that's you know at the end of the day like Movies that's that's all I really fun. want is just to be entertained from a movie. Are was you not I, I and yeah and I was and was I entertained for for an hour or two? Yeah, I was definitely entertained. So yeah, no complaints here, man. Is my microphone? Being 
Sorry. I don't know. He's having, he's having trouble problems. Again. Having problems with the mic. But I think that, that about wraps it up for Brews News and Reviews, man. Okay. Unless you got anything else you want to add for a last wage of the Demeter. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. Um it you know, it's it's um it's it's it doesn't try to be anything it's not, you know. Yeah. Which is cool. Um other than that, yeah. Yeah. Well, you want to go ahead and jump into some comic books? We haven't we haven't talked comic books in a couple. I mean, of I talked to comic now. book last week. Yeah, you did talk comic books last. We'll week. find out what's new and. Uh, All right. Well, let's yeah. uh, let's go ahead and talk some comic books. Here we go. Comic man from Baltimore. He's got more books than a comic store. From X Men to Fantastic Four. All the sagas he's explored. It's time to check in with Comic Man. And we got Charles Basrap, the comic man, on the line. Charles, how you doing, brother? Hello. Good job. What's going on? Oh, there you is. You're coming in now. All right. Hey, <laughs> we're, we're what's great. up, man? We're doing great, man. We we haven't had you on in a minute, dude. Good to see you. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit, bit, bit of... oh. Sorry, you're a little choppy because of our Wi Fi connection. Choppy. That's our fault. <laughs> So, How about now? How we got? Oh, great! You're great. Right, you're um, so what's, in. what's new? What's coming what's, off the tell show? Tell us. Yeah, I know, man. Like we haven't we haven't touched base in a minute. So tell us what's what's happening yeah. in the comics, man. So this week, uh, I think the news this week is Tom King, who's a former CIA guy. I've talked to him a few times. Actually, uh, he did big run on Batman. He's the one who killed off Alfred. Oh wow! He, um, he's doing the woman now. Yeah, and it started off. It's pretty controversial so far. Okay. So I think you're going to hear a lot of news stories about Wonder Woman in the uh, next couple of weeks because the first issue uh, hit kind of hard. Wow. No, that'll be cool. Like, I, I obviously, Wonder Woman's got a ton of fans, so mm-hmm. that'll be cool. Well, he's he, uh, he, he. We talked a few times, me and him, got uh, some signings. We both had similar trajectories. We worked counterterrorism. Oh, oh wow. okay. When okay. I left, I became a stay-at-home dad and a soft coach. He became a stay-at-home dad and a soccer coach. We both had published books. You know, I, he, he got a copy of my book. I got copies of his song book. So we, we've, we've talked a lot, a little shot in there. That's awesome. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, his uh, this new woman series has the Amazons basically as a sin for Muslims post-9-11. Okay. Because oh, wow. Amazon right. went crazy and killed 19 humans. Where, um, this one guy kind of felt her up the bar mm-hmm. and she went nuts and just pulled 19 men in a bar and went on the wrong. So, oh, like, wow. now the U.S. government's over and going after. Wow. It's, uh, it's a little crazy. Okay. Right. Nice. Okay. We got, we got that on it's the show. It's a little sloppy, too. A little, little sloppy writing, you think? Right on. Well, it, it's, they're trying to really oversell the, um, the exuberance the government may have taken the days after 9-11, but kind of forgetting yeah. that it was because there was an attempt war declared on us, not the other way around. Okay. And um, there's a lot more given into like, oh no, poor Amazons versus she killed 19 people because some guy grabbed her ass. Which isn't <laughs> cool, but you know, it's not murder worthy of a bar full of patrons. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's pretty wild. <laughs> oh, snap. Okay. You know, and of course, the only spared in the bar were the two women that were and like everything is like overly okay. like you know misogynistic crazy person and even when the military goes to this one Amazon's house they're like you know we're deporting you and your 
and we're going to take your kid into custody. And the uh, the wife comes out who's now on and brutally murders one of the guys. And so they shoot her and take her. And we're like, oh, they wow. shouldn't have taken down Amazon woman. It's like, well, she did just kill the guy before they fired a shot. So everything's wrong here, but one side's shown as no wrong for no reason. Yeah. Oh, wow, wow. Wow. That's kind of nuts. So I'll be curious to see how it goes. I mean, Tom's written some good stuff. He's written some really crappy stuff. Um, his vision run was amazing. Batman was kind of hit or miss. Um, but like he, he can, if he's on, he's going to bring it. Right, 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 right. Cool. So I'll give, I'll, I'll give it the raw. I mean, I have every Wonder Woman comic going back decades. So I'll yeah, th- of that, I have no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> I hit my twenty six thousand comic. Twenty six thousand, good that's, lord almighty, man! Like comic man, yeah. like, yeah. and I've said it before on the show. Like when we say comic man from Baltimore, he's got more books than a comic store. We're not being <laughs> hyperbolic, man. This guy really does have like every single comic, like dating back, back, back. So, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I've probably never been in a comic book store that had twenty six thousand comics. In yeah, it. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's legit. It's it's, it's a lot. I, mean, it's, I I I think I crossed the I crossed the Rubicon last week. Oh, awesome! Well, congratulations <laughs> on that. That's that's big. Oh, by the way, speaking of cross things, you mentioned Voyage of Demeter. I haven't seen it yet, but um, oh, I, I didn't mean to spoil it, it for you. From, Sorry. No, no, that's fine. I know it from you know from Stoker's you know novel, but the. Re- Call the Demeter is intentional because that's the great goddess of the harvest. Yes, ah. yes, yes. As he was basically coming to harvest. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, that's cool. So, Very cool. A little in joke there for the nerds. I could, I could recommend. <laughs> I could definitely recommend it though. It was, a, it was a fun. It was a fun. Uh, it sounds fun good. Yeah, that's good. Well, um, Keith, did you have a? So Keith, uh, I don't know if you, you saw last week's episode. I might, um, I might try to, I might try to switch the way we're calling in the Wi-Fi on there just to get a clear signal real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're you're and, coming and, a little choppy through no fault your, of your it's own. It's not your fault. It's their Wi-Fi. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna hotspot this iPad to my iPhone. Right. And um, Sorry, we're gonna, we're, 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 gonna, gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna disconnect with you and then call you yeah, right back here. Because I do show. have a couple questions for and you, and then I'll, 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 I'll be here. All right, I'll talk. I'll call you right back. I'll talk for a minute while while he's getting that set up. So yeah, so. If you were you were just listening, guys, thanks for hanging in with us. We're having uh, some de- some technical difficulties there talking to uh, talking to Charles, but that's all right. We're gonna go ahead and come back in now. Uh, Keith, uh, last week, if you guys uh, listen, was uh, was was jumping headfirst into Infinity Gauntlet, and uh, he was like super excited about it, and he like he really wanted to like kind of seek Charles's uh, uh, counsel, I guess counsel. Maybe on it, whatever, whatever it is. Like it was, uh, it was definitely like something, something that like we when we were talking about it, I was just like, I was like, hey, um, Charles, like this is definitely going to be something that we're going to want to talk to. Hey, he's back. All right, <laughs> all right, you sound much better now. Appreciate it. Thanks for hanging Good. with us, man. Um, yeah. So, uh, back. all right, yeah. Keep keeps running back in. Um, I think I think we I think we fixed it. All right. Um. So I, we wanted to talk to you here a little bit about, um, and so I know you're going to jump into this because uh, Keith ha- is, is jumped headfirst into Infinity Gauntlet. I'm like super now, this, excited yeah, to talk super about excited, this. and he like yeah. he, he definitely wants to talk to you about this. Okay, so <laughs> I, I found these things. Are we recording again? We're all yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. We good. never right. stopped recording. Okay, bitch. Awesome. Sorry. <laughs> um, 
So I found if, this you guys, if you're watching on TikTok live right now, he's literally pulling out his copy of Infinity Gauntlet yeah, you right guys now. Can see it online. <laughs> um, so I, I, I was asking somebody because we were talking about Secret War, right? And, and a couple other things. And I was like, how do you go back and read all these stories? I said the same thing last week. But um, what do you call them? They're, they're trade something paperbacks? Paperbacks. Say that again. Paperbacks. Trade paperback, yeah. Trade paperbacks, right. And uh, dual ones like graphic novels. And I was like, well, yes, technically. This is such a cool resource, first of all, that you can get some of these old stories without having to collect everything that's in your library. Because um, yeah. I'm sure their prices have raised since the covers, you know. I can't I can't buy a Well, that's how my 140 issues of X-Men are. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Because um, I have every issue 63 to the present, but the first 140 are through guy. the trade paperback collections. Okay. And single issues. Oh, cool, cool. Yep, well, that's cool. So, it, so obviously, you're familiar with these. I have to say, the way this compares to the MCU, the, the actual movies, is it's pretty neat to see what they made work, how they made it work, and then to see how different the story actually is. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, one of the things that, that really struck me as uh, well, first of all, you know, I talked about Silver Surfer crashing into uh, Doctor Strange's place instead of the hall. That's a great scene. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, somebody who, like, that's, like, one of the arguments. Who's the strongest? And kids would be like, Silver Surfer, you know? Um, and it's it's kind of <laughs> neat to see who, like, to see him in peril and crying and being like, oh, God, I got to find Strange. And, uh, and how that starts to work out. The whole thing, his interactions with Lady Death are amazing. Like, that's so crazy, like, how he, you know, as Doolin put it, how he simps over her. And um, I'm not, I'm not going to say everything I said last week, but one of the things I, I really liked was um, Nebula. Wow, what a different take on Nebula. Um, so different. So we see her as a robot in the, in the MCU, uh, essentially a robot. You know, he's deconstructed, reconstructed, done a bunch of stuff to her, but he basically turns her into this crazy zombie thing in the, in the early parts of the comic, and it's, it's pretty horrific, actually. <laughs> well, she's his granddaughter in that state, that point in continuity, she believes to be his daughter. Right. So it's completely different. And I hate that they uh, in the comics now is they've made her into the MCU version without really explanation. Right. And, and um, so, so what do you, I, I guess one of the questions is that the difference is because they had to make the movies fit, right? Because they only had, uh, as Dolan put it, um, they only had license to do certain characters, right? Uh, so they couldn't yeah, do this. That was a big part of it. And then monetarily, somebody was saying just graphically and, and, and special effects wise, there's no way you could afford to have made this story, you know, just the space stuff alone where he builds the crazy shrine to her. It's going to be, um, uh, it's going to be wild. You know, it's, it's, it's very big. Have you finished the series yet? Have you finished the Gauntlet? I have not finished it. I am at the part where they're starting to battle and everything. I'm a hundred and some pages in, and it's one of the best things I've, I've read in a long time. So I'm, I'm more to see why that on a budget reason alone, like issues four and five, especially would just be when it would kill every budget for every move mind. It would just be too much. It's, I mean, it's, it's huge just with the amount of, uh, uh superheroes and, and like the, there's a lot of explosions, like full page yeah, renderings that, of yeah. crazy magic and yeah. wild stuff going on. You can show, you can show the people on Kinda TikTok show, watching. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's very vibrant and, and wild and violent and, and crazy and cosmic. And I mean, doing <laughs> space alone, is probably pretty expensive. I would imagine. Um, it's really well, cool. part of my comic book. You talk about comic book origin stories in front of the goal. It was one of the that was like one of the first big events I went to when it came out. I remember seeing the cover of Infinity Gauntlet number four. It's just Thanos 
space back of him just saying, come and get me with the, with the text box. <laughs> I was at a, a store called Dragon's Den up in uh, Yonkers, New York. And I was with my parents and I was like, can I get this? Mm-hmm. And that's issue four. They had the other ones and they had one, two, and three. So, yeah. oh, wicked. so my parents bought me those four issues. That was like my obsession with Thanos was like from right that point. Dude, Thanos is awesome. Like he's a Titan. He's crazy. Such a, such a different, you know, a different kind of character. And, and I mean, they allude to it in, in the movies when he beats up like the Hulk without any of the gems or anything. And um, yeah. like, or, or like, one of the things that a lot of people, um, some of our friends are pretty knowledgeable, like you are not, maybe not quite as, I don't know. It's not a competition. Um, but, um, <laughs> like <laughs> the fact when Captain Marvel's coming back to the planet in, um, what was it end game? And she oh, gets yeah, to, yeah, yeah. uh, start fighting him. She's actually yeah. feeding off the power of the gauntlet and the infinity stones and getting more powerful, which is why she's even allowed to stand toe to toe with him in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if he punches her out of the infinity. Well, gauntlet I think in the movie, like he pops the power stone out yeah. of the gauntlet and puts it in his hand and then punches her with the power. stone. he, he literally much. punches her out of the movie, yeah. Yeah. which, like, which you know, he should have been canceled for that. Cause you don't, you don't hit a lady. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you just don't hit a bit. <laughs> Not like that. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, she's gone. I, I think she's gone from the movie after that. Like, if I'm not mistaken. Oh no, she's still she's still in the movie. She's like, around, but there, he yeah. like punches her off the planet. Like basically, mm-hmm. like he's pretty strong, uh, a lot stronger than people give him credit for, which is crazy. Um, and you know, the whole thing with the 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 story starting with the snap as opposed to ending with it, mm-hmm. I, I think is is pretty fascinating take. And you know, there's big characters. Spider Man's still there. Iron Man's still there. Obviously, we had the Spider Man getting blipped out in the Mm -hmm. movies and it was like a tear jerking scene because of the way that, you know, he came in in civil war and that they've built rapport with each other. And I, I'm like, it's so different. It also works really well in the cinema. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I mean, you go ahead, go ahead, Charles, go ahead. Well, Mary, well, Mary Jane disappeared in the comics. Oh, she got blipped Um, out. You know, cause yeah, it's, he's, and there's a big reason why we see what this is when you're into that part now, cause you're at the point where they're starting to fight. With Thanos, basically, it's like, well, this is too easy a fight. I'll try and make myself a little bit weaker, kind of a little bit more even. But he's still more than a match for them, even without the full power of the gauntlet. He's such a savage. Yeah, and the and the 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 raw power of the stones, um, it, they they bend reality and stuff so much more than they do in the movie. Like mm-hmm. he does a little bit when they go see the collector and stuff, and that was a really good scene with uh, Gamora and uh, Star Lord and everything um, when he takes her before he goes and gets the Soul Stone, but when he's full, fully powered up with the glove, it's just crazy. He's like, anything I will is just going to happen at this point. Like he, you know, he takes his brother's mouth away because he's like, you're smooth and you've got great. Um, how do you say it? Uh, uh, his power is to like, words. yeah, he he can use words, right? Right. Mm-hmm. He's like, you might convince me to do something. I don't want to, you know, not fulfill my destiny type thing. Pretty wild stuff, man. I, I'm, I'm, I am totally into this. I think it's great. Uh, and I've got a lot of friends who are really into the story too. So it's been really fun talking to everybody about it as I'm reading through it. And, uh, I wanted to get your take on that. There's also another thing I want to get your take on at some point, but maybe when we have a better connection, cause that's a deeper question that's not related to the infinity gauntlet series, but I am going to read, uh, infinity war after this. I have both of the books. Um, and now that I'm done watching one piece and stuff, I'm going to probably chew through these in the next couple of days. Cause they're really entertaining. Pay, I'm like, page yeah, war, like war, they, they do get a little bit of diminishing returns. Um, what's the, the highlight of the trilogy? Mm-hmm. War is good. Um, has a really cool twist towards the end. Uh, Crusade sucked. Crusade was awful. 
Yeah. Um, and I can't say too much about Crusade without spoiling why it even exists, you know, because it's kind of contingent on war. It was meant to be a trilogy. Right, right. But Gauntlet is the gold standard for the, uh, for the Infinity, you know, Gauntlet saga. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to read more about it. And, I, you know, it's cool because they allude to other battles like Silver Surfer had fought him quite a bit. Um, obviously, he, he basically he stuck him in the Soul Stone, right? Is that the stone that he was yeah, trying to Yeah, I have, I met Jim Starlin, who created, oh, the, the creator of Thanos. Oh, wow. And um, I had him sign my copy of Silver Surfer number 50, which was like the return of Thanos to the grave. Damn. It's a okay. real big encounter with Silver Surfer. That's super cool. And he signed my Infinity Gauntlets 1 and 4, because I, I, I know it's my favorite issues. Yeah. And uh, he signed some other stuff for me. He's a really nice guy, a bunch that's just, just totally down to earth. Um, uh, but yeah, he was caught in the soul stone and that's where he met Adam Warlock. So it was really uh, interesting seeing Adam Warlock okay. pop up in Guardians of the Galaxy because Gamora, Adam Warlock, Drax, and this other character, Pip the Troll, who hasn't really been in it, uh, they were instrumental in the Infinite War, like you've seen so far. They're right, completely right. different roles in the comics. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean in the movies. And, and Drax was stuck in there with Silver Surfer before they busted out. Which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually took me yeah, a second. Drax is a moron at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Drax. Um, but yeah, well, he's the, human. I mean, that's the thing that's so different from the in the movie in the in the comics. He right. is Arthur Douglas. You know, he, he's, he's a, a human, a regular yeah. dude who plays saxophone. And I think that the changing that for the MCU kind of worked a little bit better because, like, we already it had did. the one human character that, and then everything else needed to be like. A little bit different, and, and Drax ended up being some decent. Yeah, in the comics during during Annihilation storyline is when we got this kind of closer to the MCU version of Drax, even before the MCU came out. Um, we got a new incarnation of the Guardians of the Galaxy during mm-hmm. the Annihilation and Annihilation Conquest storylines, right? On. And that was the team that they ultimately wound up using for the MCU because the original was from the 31st century. They were kind of like Marvel's answer to the superheroes. Okay, cool. So it was a completely different team, and we get like allusions to that with Sylvester Stallone's character, um, Ah. Rosenbaum's character, and like those characters that are that appear as the um, the Ravagers. That's actually the original 31st century Guardians of the comics. Okay, so all the people from nowhere and and that whole crew. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, this is awesome. Um, Is there is there any specific highlights that you really enjoy about the series of comics or? I mean, uh, issues four and five are just because issue they're just it's brutal brawl. It's just nonstop, just like brawl. You get the Thanos versus the heroes in issue four, and then you've got Thanos versus some other people. I don't want to you know spoil because you haven't gotten to it yet in issue five. Uh, that gets just absolutely bananas. They're, they're, but uh, the lead up to it was cool with the um, Infinity Quest, where he actually goes and gets all of the gems. He learns about the gems because he's in hell, he's in the underworld, right. and he talks to death. And he gets to the Infinity Pool and looks and he sees what these things are. And he's like, hey, look, if you let me loose, I'll grab these things and I'll do a whole bunch of cool shit for you. And she's like, all right, cool. And that's how it all starts. There's no concern me. about resources or any of that nonsense. He yeah. was just. He wanted to impress his lady. So another thing is like, isn't it true? She kind of doesn't let him die after that point because she doesn't want to be with him. And he technically has to be dead to be with her. Well, she, she, she was into him until he really starts becoming like a little bit more about him. She feels like she's not in the seat of the series where she's a little bit less than impressed, but she feels that like he's doing this. Oh, she gives him the cold. His own grandiose <laughs> ideas versus like really winning her over. And he's, too much 
she's become too high a being for her to be with that she'd be in his shadow and she kind of like pushes him away yeah. and that just leads him to go to bigger and better tantrums right yeah and he's kind of he's kind of just mad and he's just like ah like <laughs> yeah it's 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 a wild story man it's really really good though it's really good and i know adam warlock had the uh he has the gauntlet for a good period of time um i think a couple yeah he becomes the he becomes in charge yeah and it, it's kind of neat too to see that uh there's some some tropes kind of like with uh secret war and stuff where uh they immediately put captain america in charge um you know, Captain America yeah. in charge when Adam Warlock is like, I have to be the boss of this, but uh, I'm going to go get these other people and cap you're in charge while I'm gone. And Dr. Doom's like, like, <laughs> like, Oh my gosh. But it's crazy to see the most powerful people like Dr. Doom's like, something's bad is happening. I own all this. This is my problem to solve and like has to ally with them like out of reluctancy. You know, it, it's, uh, it's very interesting to see not that they're breaking the fourth wall or anything, but that, they have to compromise because they understand the gravity of the situation, you know? And that's very much a doom thing, man. That goes back to battling the Beyonder during the original Secret War. And then um, in the sequel, it's not Secret War 2, but the um, the new Secret Wars that came out a few years ago, Jonathan Hickman. Um, you know, Doom is trying to, you know, he's he, he needs to join forces with the, uh, with the heroes. He winds up taking control of a whole new world. But the interesting thing with Doom is he's pure of heart according to the Wakandan god Bast. Okay. There's the whole thing where he's trying to steal the, um, the reserves of vibranium in Wakanda mm-hmm. during a, an event called Doom War. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Wakandan god looks into his heart and is like, no, this is like the last test. You've beaten all the other tests. You've unlocked all the locks, all the magic locks, all the physical locks yeah. into your spirit. And she's like, you know what? Everything you do, you truly believe is going to make the world a better place. You're not doing this for evil. You are not necessarily good, but you are pure. And she grants him access to the vibranium. Oh, wow. Mm. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Um, Yeah, he's such an interesting character. I know at one point there's a whole series where he becomes Iron Man. And uh, he tries to be a good guy, like with with all of his whatever whatever metal heart that's in there, you know. And, uh, and it you know it doesn't work out yeah. apparently, but um, otherwise he'd not be Doctor Doom anymore. Mm-hmm. He'd just be Iron Man. But I can't wait to read that one too. This is really uh, it's kickstarted. Obviously, our conversations on past episodes, but um, in uh, getting to spend some time at Dragon Con with some people who know about this stuff, and we had some long conversations. Uh, it was it was really cool, and I was like, oh man, and and just finding these resources to read it. This has been an exciting couple weeks for me when it comes to that stuff because you know it's things you love and you understand but like you don't know all the detail and the minutiae of it because i didn't get to read all of them you know like i said uncanny x-men x-men x-force uh avengers westco like with the comics we got were ones you get in the grocery store or like when we finally had access to a comic book shop like some of the stuff i said i had the uh the terminator stuff from uh dark was it dark horse Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah the the enemy within series and that was like something cool because like my mom knows how much i like terminator so they bought me a terminator thing when we were at the comic book shop in baltimore maryland you know up there at the uh the harbor area and and so that was cool like so the number of books that we had access to were limited back then and now like you know having all these other resources like i said it's pretty exciting so anybody can go out there and read all these cool stories and they're really fascinating yeah my first comic was my first real comic book was x-men number 210 okay i liked the cover my dad was at a bodega in the bronx he was buying the daily news and a pack of cigars oh, and i was nice. like can i uh, get this comic and he was like yeah just put on the thing 
And um, that was what started like my real thing. I only had like Archie <laughs> comics and some randoms because my um, my uncle was uh, running a Seven Eleven out in Boyster uh, Bay out in Long Island. Okay. Oh, nice! And if a comic book came ripped, he would just give it to me. So I had all oh, these Archie wow. comics, all things like that. But I never had a real like superhero comic. I'm just gonna. This is and gonna that be was a my intro thing, too. It was Uncanny Two Ten off a of spinner rack in the just, bodega, and brought, that you... became twenty six thousand plus. You know, wow. four years later. That's awesome. This man. is gonna be like a totally random thing, but do you? remember because i remember this very distinctly since you brought up archie comics archie um, the archie there was there was believe it or not and i remember like buying this off the rack in the 90s um it must have been like 94 95 something like that but it was uh it was an archie and marvel comics crossover where like the punisher comes to riverdale do you remember this i do i remember reading it thinking like this is ridiculous well, the Archie actually combines pretty much DC Predator. He combines them all, right? Theoretically, like I saw a YouTube with video crossovers on this. Yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's kind of just everywhere. They 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 they'll do whatever they want with Archie. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it's kind of like you know Scooby Doo is crossed over with pretty much everybody at this point. So Archie, Supernatural, would, yeah, Supernatural, DC. Yeah, yeah, Batman, like <laughs> the Harlem Globetrotters, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, I just I just remember I've uh, seen those guys play. They are magical. Yeah. Well, I remember reading that in uh, Slapstick number one, and it was at like the end of Slapstick, oh, Slapstick. number. Oh god, I I miss Slapstick, man. I feel like that's a character <laughs> that never got his due because I, I had Slapstick number one, and I remember reading it for a while. He was around during the uh, Civil War era he, of I know, um, he, the comic I, books, I, I like know, during like, Civil War. He, yeah, he had a okay. he had a he had a small part to play in Civil War, but it was kind of funny when he showed up in Civil War where everyone was like, "Oh, this guy." Like this, uh, this guy. I thought he was gone, but you know, they 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 kind of brought him in, and it, and and I and I've always maintained that one of these days when we go to a con, I'm going to do a slapstick cosplay, and the right. Marvel, and the, like the diehard Marvel people will freak out. But I just I like I unapologetically love that character. That's awesome. Man. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, this is this has been a great mm-hmm. um, you know month and a half of of nostalgia. I have to <laughs> yeah, say, yeah, absolutely. This is cool. It's fun to get through this, you know. Like I, I've been on a um, a reading binge, like a like a not comic reading binge. Like Dylan knows this. And the first nineteen days of the month, I've read I think like seventeen books, like like actual books. I've just been like on a reading like tear. So once I hit my fiftieth uh, book of the year, I'm gonna go back and read all these like old like old stories. Just like I'm, I was reading uh, the Batman Breaking of the Bat with Bane and all that Aww. stuff, and it's just like fun reading and seeing the styles change over the years. Cool. When you can look at an issue and say that was in the '80s, that was in the '90s. You mm-hmm. know, it's just such a such a feel to it. Absolutely, that's awesome, man. Awesome, cool. Well, Charles, man, thank you so much for coming on the show and just chatting comic books with us for a couple minutes, man. Like you are, a, you are a valuable part of this show, man. We're just so oh, happy absolutely. to have you back on here. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, you bet, yeah, man. it's good to have you back. I'm excited to see what comes out next month. I'll tell you, my favorite Infinity Gauntlet quote is still Adam Warlock. What? What is? Seek it? not to dispute that claim. I promise to use it wisely when he gets the gauntlet. That's just a cool <laughs> badass line. Yes, that is. That's pretty awesome. I love yeah, it. Adam Warlock, man. He was he was definitely nerfed in the uh, in the movie. And again, like oh, the, high, the high evolutionary did not create him, but um, he's he's. Uh, He's just a really cool character. I know a lot of people are excited, so it'll be cool to see what they do with him in the MCU. And and it's it's great to yeah. read about him in the comics. Mm. He's a much bigger role in Infinity War and Crusade. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Charles, so much for uh, coming on and being Comic Man for us for another week, man. And uh, hope to see you back here again very soon. 
All right. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. Awesome. Thank you, and sir. I'm going to ask you my big question next next time, too. So it'll be another right, awesome. one. All right. <laughs> All right. Peace out, Charles. We'll yeah, see you have soon, a great brother. night. All right. Later, guys. All right. Peace. All right. That's uh, Charles Baserap, comic man, coming back for some more uh, comic book comic book fun. Yeah, that was, that was a lot yeah, of fun. That was, a, that was a lot of fun. Hey, man, we got a lot of people in the chats tonight, man. That's really cool. Thanks. Yeah. If you guys are watching, thank you for sticking around. Hold on. Nino, is that you? I can't tell it looks like you i can't awesome. i can't really see i don't nino's i, I don't even think he has a tiktok inspiration but for getting the uh the Infinity yeah no yeah series. nino nino's um, a big because he our, told me about these things he's like oh dude you can just read these books our buddy nino's a big adam warlock fan like he is the adam warlock fan dude hopefully we get him to do an adam warlock cosplay at the next uh the, the next convention that we go to yeah, that'll be a lot of fun absolutely that'll be fun we can um, do all the all the super powerful omega level mutants and <laughs> avengers and they kind of all fit in with each other when you're that powerful you yeah know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, always a good time, man. Your your Scarlet Witches, your Doctor Strange, your Adam Warlock, your Thors. I'll you know I'll throw I'll throw something together for that man. You should I think you should bring back Cap, man. Even though he's not like that, he's not he's not a cosmic level. No, he's pretty cool though. Like or or something else. I don't know. Oh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, man. Figure it out. Cool. Yeah, what a fun time, man. That was that was a that's a great time. That was a great time. Well. uh well, that was uh, that was our time with Comic Man for today. But do you want to jump into the realm of the mysterious? Yeah, sometimes things get weird. Sometimes things get weird. Gets, it's getting a little weird up in here right now. But we that's got some cool. weird stuff to talk about. I'm a couple of drinks in, so it's getting real weird. <laughs> it's, it's gonna, let's get weird. Let's get weird with it. All right, let's get weird with Mysterious World. Here we go. Mysterious world where we talk about the mysteries of the unknown, the supernatural, and just things that we don't know very much about. And some things we, that we do. Yeah. And some things that we do. So it's mysterious world. Um you wanted to pick the topic for this week, man. I didn't it wasn't that's not how it happened, but I, I did. Well, I mean, pick the well, topic, yeah, you, you know, did pick the topic, and I was cool with that. So this is a good one though. All right. So uh we're gonna talk a little bit about or we're going back a ways. We can we're gonna go talk, off the rails. We, we can go too. off the rails. Uh we're gonna talk about crop circles tonight crop for circles. mysterious world. First of all, crop circles are awesome. Crop circles are cool. I remember, uh, like, uh, seeing, I was a big fan of the movie Signs. Signs had crop circles. Cro- Signs definitely had crop circles. They did. Um, so, also, hey, get involved in the chat if you're in there. Yeah, guys, get involved in the chat, man. Come on in. about crop circles or yeah, comics you, or anything. You, got something to, you guys got something to say. You're watching us in the chat. Thank you for being here. And just chime in, man. We'll talk We'll talk to you on the air. That's so cool. Hopefully, this is this is one our buddy Chris over over in uh, the UK will we'll get into because a lot of this is it's kind of a UK phenomenon, more, more so. Even more so than, I mean, it's here in the States, but they, also overseas. They've and happened that's actually, worldwide. I've got one that I'm going to talk about that is specifically uh, specific to the UK. Yeah. But but, uh, but so go ahead. A lot of them, a lot of them happen in the area of, of um, Avebury and uh, Stonehenge. And Stonehenge, if you don't which, know what it is, which I'm right. sure everybody does, it's a it's a giant. Um, what's it called? A megalith? Yeah, megalith, monolith. Monolithic structure. Yeah, it, it's um, it, it's huge, and it, it aligns with the uh, summer solstice. It's in England. It's really it's, really old. It's like 2400 to 2200 BC. This thing it is like indeed ancient. huge. That's what um, she said. <laughs> Uh, maybe even 3000 BC as on some claims. And if you haven't seen Stonehenge in person, I've never been, but the, uh, the stones themselves are, you know, they're, they're, 13 feet tall, they're, seven they're feet big. wide, weigh 25 tons a piece. And all they're, big. they're all big. Uh, and it's pretty, pretty impressive from what I understand. I've seen a lot of shows with it. Um, Av, Avbury, Avbury, Avbury. I wish Chris was here. Avbury. Yeah. Um, Avbury. 
That's another Neolithic henge monument. Mm-hmm. It contains three stone circles around a, a village, and and you can find pictures of this. Sure, um, it's near uh, Wiltshire in Wiltshire, southwest England. Right. Um, so this area is where like most of the original stories come from um, mm-hmm. that we know of, and um, I've got some funny ones too. So like just the definition: what is a crop circle? We'll, we'll get into that real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a crop circle is a large scale pattern made by flattening crops like wheat, barley, canola. They usually say cereal type crops. Although they have happened in corn and and even regular hay and stuff, uh, they can be super simple. They can be super complex. Like a lot of them are even like fractals and stuff. Which are pretty pretty impressive actually. Um, and like I said, it mostly is associated with happening in Southern England. Although they all happen enough in 1990 in Illinois, for example, that uh, newspaper, courier, and press were like they are literally a plague and they're super prevalent they're here. And they're I mean, annoying, well, you got to right? think that it's killing crops, right? Like, well, well, p- potentially, right? Mm-hmm. So today I listened to, um, uh, what was it? The, the Y files on it and they have a pretty good video on it, um, mm-hmm. which is pretty interesting. It goes off the rails at the end when the, everybody's bought off by federal agencies to say they're not real. And st- I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. Right. Like mm-hmm. I've never watched a crop circle being made. Well, there's, there's a video in, uh, from 1996 that you can go back and watch. It's on YouTube now, but there was a video in 1996 where you see these things. That's what I was going to find. But a lot of people say, yeah, yeah, they're the lights, but it was in daytime. It's daytime. It was in daytime. It's daytime. And you can actually see these crop circles being formed. And a lot of people like looked at that and they're like, yes, it could have been done with computers in 1996, but it would have been, it would have, but, but also given the fact that it was like a shaky hand cam that filmed it, and everything, it would have been really, really difficult and taken a lot of resources to accurately do that with a hand camera footage in 1996. That's not the only video of it happening, too. Oh, okay. There's, there's other videos like that. There's there's a couple with the lights specifically that are that was at a good angle and stuff that was uh, making them making them like mm-hmm. it's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's been so the, the one of the original accounts of this like th- these go back a long time. Right. Um. So there was a thing about the mowing devil that was dated back to 1678, but it's a little bit different. Um, it states that there was a circle that was so perfect that nobody could ever do this, but it was mowed like it was. They were like cut, right? Like you would like with a scythe or something. But that, um, that I don't know. That seems strange. Instead like, of laid down like a normal one, right? And then another more modern, uh, more modern one was definitely talked about where the guy said he saw a uh a willy willy right right that's okay, what everybody yeah. says there's a willy willy is what a dust devil's called in england apparently i just learned that mm-hmm. um but he saw something get picked up out of the swamp and they think it was like swamp stuff with a dust swamp. devil a dust no. devil is kind of like a mini tornado right so they think that it was just a bunch of junk flying around and knocked his crops down perfect circle because it was you know like a tornado right and then picked the stuff up and went away it wasn't hmm. a real ufo okay once again i wasn't there i didn't see it but this guy said it was a flying saucer Mm-hmm. Right, so it could be okay. Right. So uh, let's let's talk about some some crop circles. What do you what do you know about them? Oh uh, well, I, I'm I, I I focused on one crop circle uh, in particular to to bring to the table tonight. Is this an uh, explained or unexplained? Because we can get into uh, the well, you, some would argue that it's explained, but there's no real. I'll, I'll get into it. I'll get into it. Hold on. Um, so in order to talk about this crop circle that was formed in two thousand and one. I, I have to go back to 1974 to talk about this. Okay. Um, and so we're going to talk about um, something called the Arecibo message. Have you, have you, oh, are you actually, familiar with I this? I do know a little bit okay, about this. Okay, this is kind of yeah, cool. So this is cool. The Arecibo message was an interstellar radio message coded by Frank Drake 
from Cornell University with the help of Carl Sagan right. carrying uh, basic information about humanity and Earth that was sent from Arecibo, Puerto Rico to the cluster, hopefully I'm pronouncing this correctly, Messier 13 back in 1974. And they did what with that message? Well, so, so it was meant as a, a demonstration of human technological achievement um, rather than like a real attempt to enter into a conversation with extraterrestrials, it Correct. was uh, it was just basically sent out there to be like, hey, uh, here's here, here's this is the cluster with a lot of stars out there. We're going to point this binary message out there and just say, hey, we're out here. This Ma is who we are. This is what we're about. Like, Ma math is always being considered a universal language, so we figured that's an easy it, way to communicate. It was, with and it was right? it was uh, coded and in binary being digits. Humans, humanity. The entire message itself was coded in uh, one thousand six hundred and seventy nine binary digits, uh, and the whole thing uh, was approximately two hundred and ten bytes, which is like minuscule oh, by today, super small by by today's standards. But this, of course, was like. Going back to 1974. Now, they sent this cluster out. Um, this cluster that they sent it to was 25,000 light years from Earth, which means, that, like, even if that radio signal is traveling at the speed of light, it would have taken it would take twenty five thousand light years to reach to reach. Now, now is that Alpha Centauri? Like, is that the closest star? Or um, is that... I don't know if it's the closest star. I know that it's uh, it's uh, Alpha Proxima, right? Or the two? Closest yeah, no, stars? this is uh, I forget exactly which uh, constellation that this cluster in Herc. Uh, I don't I don't remember. I'm not going to say. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Okay. Um, I'll make myself sound silly. No, you're good. You're um, good. So the message consists of seven parts um, that encode the following the following pieces of information. Um, so the message had um, the numbers one to ten. Like this, this is these are the numbers that like so first like the first line of code basically tells you like how to read our binary essentially okay. like this is numbers one to 10. So if you're seeing this and you yeah, don't know how to read to it, 10, yeah. this is, this is like, this is how, how our binary works. It has, it had the atomic numbers of the elements, including hydrogen, carbon, carbon being the, or the, the basis, there, the right? basis for life, obviously for us, nitrogen, oxygen, and phosphorus, which make up DNA. Right, they did the. Didn't mm -hmm. they make the helical pattern? Yeah, they did. Thing? Yep, yeah. and I'll get to that in a minute. Um, the message had the formulas for the chemical compounds that make up the nucleotides of DNA. Okay. The estimated number of DNA DNA nucleotides in the human genome and the graphic of the double helix structure of DNA. So it's basically like we're yeah we yeah twenty twenty three pairs make up forty six right. Um, the dimension and or physical height uh, of the average man, a right. graphic figure of a human, the human population of Earth, which at the time, back in 1974, was about 4 billion. Four, yeah. Um, a graphic image uh, that you could play out of the solar system indicating uh, which of the planets the message is coming from, which would be ours, the third from the sun. Earth, yeah. Third, um, third rock from the sun. Right, right exactly. And uh, the graphic of the Arecibo radio telescope and the dimension of the transmitting antenna. So it's basically saying like, hey, we're out here. This is who we are. This is our this is our DNA. This is this is a picture of us. And this is where we're transmitting from. Right. Mm -hmm. 
And so, like, and I'm showing oh, you that here. Oh, colored in. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, so I'm showing you here. I, I've seen the picture There's before, a, there's yeah. a graph of it um, that you can look up, and I'm showing Keith here. You can't see it on the live, and you can't hear it on the podcast, obviously. But this is, like, this is basically, like, what it looked like. And uh, so that was in 1974. And, of course, like, you know, we throw that out there, and we think that, like, all right, well, it'll be about 25,000 years till this thing reaches out there, so we're not going to hear anything. Any sort of radio Anything response, in our right. lifetime. But... Let's fast forward to 2001, and that's when we receive the Arecibo answer. Apparently, yeah. This now one's this cool, is yeah. now this and this came in the form of a crop circle. The Arecibo answer, or otherwise known as the Hampshire pattern or the Shilbolton code formation, uh, was a crop circle that appeared in 2001 near the Chilbolton Radio Telescope in Hampshire, in the United Kingdom. Right which matched the visual representation and most information inside the original message with minor differences. Now, SETI, which is the the Search search for for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, intelligence, rebutted the idea that this was a genuine extraterrestrial response. Well, they didn't say it was fake, they just said it was highly improbable. Okay. Now most of the chemical data that like let me let me kind of explain a little bit. So they put uh there was a crop circle that appeared that kind of mirrored the Arecibo um message out there, but there was some uh differences like the physical representation of that binary graph essentially. So this appeared in two thousand and one. Um, it, it matched the visual representation with most of the information inside the original message with minor differences, as I just said. Um, most of the chemical data remains the same with the exception. This is a big exception. This is a big exception that in the section detailing important chemical elements, silicon has been added. And the diagram of the DNA well, has been pushed up, right? Yeah, it's like, been re- it's been of, rewritten. So, like, like we had carbon highlighted. Yeah, this one had silicone highlighted. Like, yes. that's our life is silicone based, as and opposed to carbon based, right? right? Right, exactly. Pretty, pretty far out. And at the bottom, uh, the pictogram of a human has been replaced with a figure with a, a figure with a large head, which, as we all know, like that's <laughs> that's kind of like that's, that's classic classic gray alien, right? Yeah, pretty well. Um, a solar system. With, where we sent out like a picture of our solar system, there's a picture of a different solar system with um, with nine planets that have been uh, that have been uh, depicted on this chart, with emphasis on the third, fourth, and fifth planets of the system. As to which, indicate, which, as be- indicate that basically it indicate like. You guys have this planet. We have these three planets. Yeah. These are like we're we're not just on this one planet. We're on the third, fourth, and fifth planet from the star in this system. Um, the Arecibo Telescope has been replaced by a replica of a crop circle that appeared in the same field one year before, Ooh. and the binary representation of the transmitter um, diameter is altered. So to say all that, um, this has been widely debunked by the world's governments as a hoax. Like they, they, they said that this was a it's hoax. Pretty but elaborate hoax. It, it, but that that's exactly it. Here's my question to that: is like, what backyard yokels looking for like laughs and kicks are going to take something from in 2001? Okay, take something from 1974 and recreate this complex pattern in a crop circle. That has been coded, but changed uh, DNA and other patterns that mimic the original pattern. 
um, some some fairly high level thinkers. I, there's got to be you, probably some fairly listen, high level if, drinkers. If you're, if you're that smart, uh, you're not going to go out there and do that. Like, if, you, might, you, you can might, like though. listen. You can Google this, and I'm showing this to Keith right now. Like this is a really complex. It's cool. Yeah, this is a really complex pattern and, that and, appeared and in 2000. When you say crop circle, this one's in a big rectangle, so it's a little bit different. It's not quite uh, as it's not quite a circle. It's not yeah. as uh, it's not as uh, so fresh and so clean as some of the really. Um, elaborate fractals and right and the big like lotus looking ones and stuff mm -hmm. like that but there's uh it's definitely really cool so when you said you wanted to talk about crop circles this week like i just i wanted to focus on like this one in particular because this is an interesting one yeah, yeah for sure um you know so a lot of people will say this is debunked as a hoax i'm gonna call bullshit on that like uh, i think so I, unless you have some information that i don't I, I don't have anything about that one. So I do have, I do have some, I mean, I, there, there, there's definitely I been mean, some hoaxes stuff like that. So, so check this out. The, the, let's talk about the hoax, right? And this is, this is the official explanation, right? And mm -hmm. uh, I'll just pull up the two dudes uh, in the two guys basically admitted to it, Brower and, and Chorley. Sure. Right? Uh, in 1991. Uh, and this is, this is right on Wikipedia. You can read this uh, Two self-professed pranksters, Doug Bauer and Dave Chorley, uh, they made headlines by claiming it was them who started the phenomenon and that they did them all, right? Sure. At that point, maybe not all of them, but they said they used a plank of wood, some rope, and a baseball cap with some wire on it. So I guess basically, like, if you, you can, stand in the middle and I just sure. walk around you and make a circle, you can make a pretty good circle with that, right? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, they did this, and they did it on camera a couple times. They also did it uh, a couple times where, like, hey, can you recreate this crop circle that you did? Because they're like, yeah, we totally did that. And they went out to do it, and he made it, like, twice as big, and it was wrong, and just, like, quit during the middle of it. They also asked him, like, how do you get out there without leaving trails and stuff like that? And he's like, oh, we pole vault across the fields. That's, now, one of these guys is like 60 really years freaking... old, right? And one of them looks like he's in, was in pretty decent shape around the time. The other guy doesn't. He's like, oh, you should have seen us flying around across the tops of the crops. It was awesome. And it's like, so you mean to tell me you guys pole vaulted in here? That's unbelievable to begin with. And then you made these crop circles. Well, apparently, I, I heard something today that they got paid... Uh, to say this like really they, like they might have actually done a bunch of them but they got paid to say uh, that they did all of them by who by the government oh and they were like cool you give us like fifty thousand dollars whatever it was the right government and uh um, very good that they had to sue for the rest of their payment because they were like okay we're not gonna pay you to keep the story up like we take the the back half you're just not getting it and they mm. had to actually sue I think it was the military or something or MI5 or one of those things to get the rest of the money. So I would say that makes my story more feasible despite the fact that it was weird. bunked by quote the CIA. Well, so a lot of them, they said too, like, um, uh, with the, uh, there's, Oh man, there's a word for the, what I was going to say. You, they called them UFO nests for a long time when back when that one guy was telling a story and stuff about all the swamp stuff ending up in his field and disappearing, mm -hmm. um, with the willy willies. I think it's <laughs> a funny term. Um, so, they they use the wires and stuff to walk in straight lines and start making some crazy stuff. Apparently, most of theirs that people witnessed them do, like they did on purpose, were kind of rudimentary, um, yeah. Compared to some of the wild stuff that we've seen since then, and you know, it's uh, it's a thing, right? Um, sure. There's also um, there's been some Australian crop circles that are pretty pretty well known, and there's there's some that we can debunk. I think it was Tasmania um, mm -hmm. where they had. Um, I think they ended up videotaping it. They had a poppy field crosser, uh, grown for medical reasons, right? We're not nothing right. listed here, sure. but a bunch of wallabies, right? So wallabies only exist in two places. Wallabies are the little cute, tiny kangaroos. Yep. Well, apparently wallabies in Tasmania, 
uh, ate a bunch of the, the poppies and they get all like crazy and they run around in circles <laughs> and they, they, they create like mini crop circles. Right. So that one's kind of explained also probably the funniest thing to watch happen. Like all these little wallabies jumping around and making these crop circles, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, but they're only in, I think they're in an Island off of the West coast right. and they're down in Tasmania. I don't think they're on mainland Australia. There's been crop circles there as well. Um, which is kind of interesting. Now, a lot of the, the stuff people have gone and studied them, including a guy went on TV and he was like a, like a real UFO researcher, crop circle researcher. Mm-hmm. And they were like, cool. He, he did a thing with the military that they were like, Hey, we'll protect and not let anybody in. We'll give you equipment. We'll do the whole thing. Um, there's a caveat supposedly that said that you just got to say what we want you to say when we want you to say mm-hmm. it. This, this is part of the Y files thing. And if you get and get into that, it's pretty interesting. That um, is, that is really their video interesting. That they sort of, they sort of by overly debunking make it more like that's feasible. the thing. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. It's kind of weird. Overly debunked, but people it. Yeah, have yeah. taken like these crazy. So if you if you one of the things like you make a crop circle with boards and stuff, you you end up scarring the the, the land, the wheat or whatever it is, right? Like you you hurt the the crops the the actual crops that you're doing this to. And they found ones that there's literally no damage and that you know they'll grow. They'll Even go at back. the angles yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. And well, I think there's... a lot of people have, have speculated like actual crop circles. Real crop circles are caused by magnetic fields. It, or radiation, I've heard. Or radiation? Yeah. So, okay. so it's actually recommended that if you're pregnant or something like that, you should Don't not go, go to near the crop, crop circles. circles, period. And mm. I'm like, so there's been that many weird readings that... I was going to say, like... There's if, a if, health if, thing about it? Like, yeah. That's kind of wild. If a couple of yokels with a rope and a, and a couple of boards went out there, there's no reason that you it's should like, cool. have yeah, to stay so away from me. it. Yeah. And, and now, I guess it's it's come down because the, the people... There are people who are really good at making them falsely and, and like can do it now with you know more measurements and stuff. Um that now they they don't make them as often because they want people to pay them for advertisements because it became kind of a thing that you could start making like, hey, we'll we'll put you know a McDonald's sign or something you know in your crops and that's kind yeah. of cool and it's a great idea yeah um, and and obviously it boosted tourism in the areas in general just the crop circles alone let alone the the fake ones but um, there's so many of them that are completely like I don't see a five or ten of us making that. Oh no, that's like you know? he you can't see it yeah. uh like, from what, on this the podcast, the, but he like he's po- there's there's a very intricate design like he's he's posting it and it's huge as well. Yeah, like it's really just big. like it's just like what kind of like person trying to create a hoax can or would go out there to create like something that wild. Like right, th- th- right. that's a crazy like uh, very intricate symbol that like you're showing me right now on the screen. Um yeah, like, I don't know, man. You know me, like, in anytime we talk about some of these things, and I'm very quick to say, like, hey, this is debunked, or, like, this is total bullshit. But for th- for these, like, the crop circles, I'm going to say, like, everything we've talked about here tonight, really feasible. It's like, pretty I, wild. It's I pretty, it, I mean, I'm, I'll never, I'll never say like any of them are but 100% this, this goes true. into the but, whole UFO thing. Like, have you ever seen a UFO land? Well, no, I have not. No, but I've have seen. Have I ever seen one land in a field? No, I have not. But you have know, I like, seen things in the sky that I can't explain? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I have. Um, and uh, so there's, there's, there's also natural ones too. Okay. We can talk a little bit about that real quick. And a natural one would be where, um, some of them are explained by like light lightning strikes, right. Can affect the, the ground sure. and, and, and make like a crop like circle and stuff like that. A lot of people uh, um, are like, yeah, this is just a crazy lightning strike that just yeah. did this. Not all of them can be explained that way. Obviously a lot of them are fake known fakes that we know about. Um, also um, crazy weather effects. Like we said with the, um, 
tornadoes, ball lightning, um, which is which is a crazy mm-hmm. thing that we Balls. we 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 understand more of now. But mm-hmm. once you start to understand some of these weather effects and anomalies, like there's a lot of stuff that can be explained through through these wild right you know things. Um, but with that being said, like if you're on like a a different type of rock is right under the soil there or something like that. The crops don't grow correctly, which yeah. could make like a natural pattern and make it look weird. Um, and some crop circles even last a long time too. Like where there was a crop circle in your field, uh, it doesn't grow back right for the next two or three seasons. And mm-hmm. so you have like, it's not just like a one and done. Okay, cool. Once we mow it all grows back normal the next year. Like some of them have like the right. patterns still stuck there. So I don't really know how to explain that. Um, unless there's some, some different, I don't know, pH balance in the soil, which would be caused by what? Radiation, radiation or magnetism. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, You know, I'm not sure. This is one that's, uh, it's been phenomenal to watch over the years. Everything I mean, I remember like the Discovery Channel, History Channel, Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, absolutely. All those shows, the X-Files. But the thing is like, it still happens all the time. People just don't talk about it anymore. Right. But it's still out there. Like this is still a phenomenon that is happening out there in the world. We've just kind of like gone numb to it i guess like crop circles are still like a common thing like if, yeah, if you look yeah. it up uh i looked up when i was researching this i looked up on a website called CropCircleConnector.com, and uh you can crop go there connector dot com. Cool. yeah okay. and you, you can go up there and check it out and stuff and they put like all the stuff in there it still happens a lot like this isn't like something yeah, like oh yeah this happened in like the 80s and 90s when we were kids and then just kind of stopped no like it's still going on man right like right. yeah definitely and, they, and they've been and they just don't report worldwide. it like, like they used to there's been um i mean there's oh gosh what is it there's it's western countries it's happened in asia it's happened all over the world basically um mm-hmm. so there's, I mean, there's a bunch of different natural causes, like we said, like with a, you know, there's, there's things people have tales of fairy rings, but it could be like crazy fungus grows in your right, crop and right. makes a weird pattern and stuff like that. Now, I don't think like that anybody necessarily has the grave levels, minute levels of detail in mm-hmm. those particular crop yeah, circles. It yeah, might yeah. just be like a circle, right? You know, a circle. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Let alone many circles that would necessitate <laughs> an entire crop. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, it's a uh, Wayne's World joke. Yeah, it is. But there's, I mean, these things have been going on for for a bunch of years, even before these guys claim it's it, it's been happening since before 1978 when the two dudes came out and said that they did it. Um, it's it's oh, wild, that happened man. back in 1978 when That's, they said they did they, it. They said they started in 78. Uh, and and, and, and in 1990, well, you said 1991 was when they. That's when they admitted to it. Yeah. yeah. But then they said that they were paid by the government. Well, later on, that's like a, a thing that you'd have to do your own research and, and look up all that. Do stuff your own research. I didn't do that research. I I don't I don't know. Do your own research, sure. kids. Yeah, that's not like Casey Casey almost. Um, do your own research. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. You reach for the stars too much, you might get a crop circle. I'm Casey Casey. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, the, I mean, this is cool because it 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 it's also big in like paranormal culture in general, ufologists, however you say that, ufologists, um, you know, just any any different types of people who are into weird stuff like can, can find stuff about crop circles and kind of relate it to their own mm-hmm. pseudoscience or space science or whatever. I'm not trying to... No, no, I'm not cool, trying to be cool. too skeptical on this, but like we said, like a, a lot. I don't of them, know, man. Like you, you, know. you know, I don't know. Well, I, I've given I've given my thoughts on it. Like I think, as it's, far as I like, think it's super cool and interesting. And like the video, like that video is like whoa. All right, I'm gonna say this. 
And I always say, like, you know, you know, either debunked or feasible, as I said earlier or whatever. It, it, this but happens, for me, though, like, like, no, I'm not going to say feasible. I'm going to say I 100% believe that at least some of these are legit. I'll tell you, a lot of them are unexplained. That's it. Unexplained. Yeah, completely yeah. unexplained. And if it's a natural phenomenon, mysterious. it's definitely one that we don't know anything about. Even if it is, it's still mysterious. It That's is why it's still, part of mysterious world. It is still mysterious. It's part of mysterious world. It's so. super cool, man. Yeah, this is wild, guys. So, I mean, what do you guys think, man? Uh, do you, do you think that uh, crop circles are uh, are a hoax? Are they all a hoax? Every single one of them, or are they? Or, or is it is it something extraterrestrial or something we can't explain, or is it like something natural that we just haven't quite figured out yet? Send us your thoughts at Sumundo. At Outlook.com, man. We yeah. definitely want to hear from you guys. So, uh, you know, please, like, uh, communicate with us, and we'll we'll reach out to you on, like, the next episode, man. We'll Absolutely. Happy we'll give you a shout-out. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to talk to you guys on the air. Same for you guys. Thank you so much, you guys. Like, there's a lot of you guys in the live tonight, man. We appreciate yeah, you guys great. for being yeah. here, man. This is Feel awesome. Feel free to chat in there as well, too. We'll yeah. answer stuff. And, yeah. And- absolutely. Uh, we man. might even hang out for a couple minutes after the show. And, yeah, and, yeah, we and might do an after show tonight. Questions. Yeah. Um, well, this is uh, usually the part of the night where we go to Uncle Chuck, but Uncle Chuck and Helen went to some kind of swingers club in Boca Raton they, they, tonight. What do you say? We do it every Tuesday, but it's I don't want to. Yeah, I don't, don't want to. I don't know. <laughs> Uncle Chuck is gross. I'm speculating on that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Uncle Chuck usually chimes in with his advice, but he couldn't make it in tonight. So, no. but uh, but Uncle Chuck, if, if you're out there listening, man, thank you. Uh, well, you're not listening. You're at a swingers club. So, ew. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I don't, I don't. <laughs> it's probably loud. Yeah. Well, that was a it was a pretty good uh pretty good evening hanging out with you. It feels good to get back. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah, this was a this was a great episode, man. I had a good time hanging out with you. I always tonight. have fun here. Yeah. Yeah. This is a uh, this is great. But once again, guys, if there's something you want us to talk about. We are on uh, every week uh, Thursday nights usually for Zumoto Podcast. Um, we're on uh, Facebook at uh, Facebook dot com slash zoomundo so yes. you, can, you can find us over there um we're all, we're available on itunes spotify google podcast amazon music and like eight other platforms basically if there's a place where you find podcasts just punch in zoomundo you're gonna find us there like yeah you totally won't, you won't have a hard time finding us yeah yeah it's been wild well cheers brother cheers this, was, yeah. this was great by the way the the bloody mary was freaking disgusting dude like i I'm kind of done drinking that Bloody Mary. Like, I tried it for a while, and that was it. <laughs> well, you know, you tried it. <laughs> well, so. we're going to go ahead and uh, bring it to a close tonight, guys. For Zumundo, I'm Doolin. And I'm Keith. And thanks for hanging out with us, y'all. Have a great night. Yeah, man. That, that was, was fun. That was definitely It feels something. good to have, like, some of the people calling back in and stuff. Yeah, and absolutely, like, man. Yeah. That was great. Also, we got... We didn't talk about the DragonCon report. We didn't talk about any of this. Well, we DragonCon report. We got a year away from DragonCon, man. Right? But it Get was ready. a good time. It was a good time. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to have another drink here in a minute, man. I don't know about you, but yeah, I'm all for that shit. I'm down. Yeah, let's do it. Let's drink some more. And then we'll drink two more.